In all my years as an investigative reporter, it was never once this tense, and I certainly never expected it to be once I transitioned into the world of blogging. Shouldn't this new era of journalism be defined by lazy clickbait articles and top 10 lists? At least, that's what I was told when I was hired. But now here I am on the edge of my seat in Billings, Montana, sitting in a bustling coffee shop while I stare daggers at the door and sip from my warm cup of blonde roast. Don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining. This kind of on-the-spot and off-the-cuff investigating is exactly what I dreamed of when I was a young man working my way through college. But as the newspapers died and social media began to rise up into the information titan that it was, I was well aware that my dreams of running around with my tape recorder in some strange part of the world were over. Granted, I never thought that strange part of the world would be Billings, but I'm happy to be here. Nervous, but happy. I'm not sure if my anxieties from the prospect of actually meeting my subject or simply the fact that my boss at the blog was willing to put actual money towards this trip, and if I don't come back with something amazing, then I've proven the naysayers right. In this day and age, this type of in-the-field reporting is rare to come by. I suppose that says a lot about my subject, the elusive Dr. Chuck Tingle. Chuck has been an enigma to me ever since discovering his book, Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt, a masterpiece of erotic literature that is both ridiculous and revolutionary. While some might be turned off by the idea of sentient butt love, I was fascinated by the story, but even more fascinated by the twisted mind that wrote it. This is where my journey down the rabbit hole began. Soon enough, I was researching Chuck Tingle late into the night, trying to set up an interview but growing ever more confused by the elusive nature of the man. While there were many photos of the doctor and his voice had been recorded several times, he seemed incredibly adverse to any interaction other than an email interview, even when I offered to fly out to Billings. Unfortunately for Chuck, this denial only made my thirst for the truth even stronger. I became so fascinated with Chuck's world, his son, the villainous neighbor, and his deceased wife. It all seemed to be too outrageous to be true, but there was only one way to find out for sure. Suddenly, my thoughts are broken by a ringing bell as the door to the coffee shop opens and the man himself steps inside, followed shortly after by his adult son. Chuck looks exactly how I would expect him to, a middle-aged man clad in a white gi. I immediately try to look away, so as not to give away my interest, but somehow Chuck and his son have spotted me and are immediately walking over to the small table at which I sit. This is strange for a number of reasons. Most importantly, they should have no idea what I look like. I try to act nonchalant, glancing away until I hear two wooden chairs pull up and then realize that they are sitting down next to me. My cover has officially been blown. How did you know it was me? I ask, turning back to face Chuck. Because we're the same person, he states bluntly. I realize now that this person is clearly more mentally disturbed than I could have ever known, a very confused man who is just barely holding on to his sanity. I'm afraid not, I offer with a laugh. Chuck smiles. Then what's your name? I try to brush his question off, but then suddenly realize I have no idea how to answer it. My name is, I stammer, not exactly sure how to finish the sentence. Exactly, Chuck tells me. 